0: We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Do you think I deserve your full attention? Mm
1: -hmm. That's what I like to hear.
0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to 90.3 WRST FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen, and I'm your host, Max, and joining me here in the booth is Gideon. Hello. And today we are going to be doing a kind of special themed episode uh, regarding Black History Month. And our two films this week are One Night in Miami and Judas and the Black Messiah. Yep. Two very, uh, very new films. Um, Both are pretty much only like two weeks or less old, right? Somewhere on there. Um,
1: Judas and the Black Messiah just came out this past week. Uh, One Night in Miami is a little bit older. It came out um, sometime last year, but yeah.
0: And oh, really? I didn't. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a little bit. Yeah, um, I saw
1: it about a month ago. I think I'm not exactly sure. Um, okay.
0: Well, One Night in Miami is actually what we're going to be uh, starting talking about here. Um, how did you feel about the film?
1: Um, I really like this movie. Um, I think it's. First of all, it's based on a stage play, which I think is really interesting because a lot of times uh, those type of movies that are based on stage plays and they come out um, and they just look like they're a movie that they filmed on a stage and then put out um, as it would be as a stage play. Um, But this one doesn't feel like that. I mean, it's obvious. It it can be obvious that that's what's happening because it's just people talking in a room. But um, uh, director Regina King brings a really, a very real sense of uh, cinematic to the to this story and and makes it feel like an actual movie um which I appreciate and is one of the primary reasons why I liked it so much um performances are great um fascinating story um yeah overall i I really liked it a lot
0: yeah i I thought that one night in Miami was the better of these two films um I thought it was oh, how do I explain this in a similar way I think of it as like The African-American version of Reservoir Dogs, where that it's a lot of characters all just in one room, just talking and they make a movie out of it. And it's it's wonderful. And although this does have some variation on where it takes place, actually, I'd say more than more than Reservoir Dogs does. um, Usually that's only used to kind of introduce a character and
1: the majority
0: sure. of this just really all takes place in this one hotel room and I thought that was a, an interesting way to do yeah, this but now the that varying you locations
1: th- at the beginning do are are part of what makes it feel yeah um cinematic because it's something you can't do in a stage play in a stage play you can, you can't cut between different locations yes on a, and
0: and and i it. did not know that it was a stage play but that makes a lot more sense now with that with these long scenes just in the in the hotel of just dialogue but i thought those scenes were beautiful and i I was very impressed very with it. Very
1: engaging, too. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. And I think it it really shows a lot of varying perspectives as we as we For watch, sure. yeah. you know, all these people in a rat, uh, you know, Jim Brown, uh, Sam Cook, Malcolm X, and Cassius Clay. And it, it just almost seems like a, a round table where it just keeps uh, switching between them and their perspectives and their opinions on certain topics. and. Um, it's it's just wonderful to watch and uh, I, I thought it was very pleasing the acting was fantastic um, just really well written I mean I can't say enough about how well written it was I mean it got I, I had to watch it at two separate points because it was getting kind of late and I was like alright maybe I'll pick it up in the morning or something but it got to a point once it really s- settled itself in in the hotel I just couldn't couldn't turn it off. I was, yeah. like, up till 3 a.m. watching a watching the film because it just was so engaging
1: after a certain point. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a comp for this. Because um, I feel like Reservoir Dogs is, is not... Like, it, Reservoir Dogs is... It's a very is, different movie. You're it's, right. It's very different. But I see what you're saying um, in terms of it, like, being people in a room. But, like, here the, the debate is a lot more um, philosophical and, like, present and... Um, Yes, like it has, it has, it feels like it almost has more consequence to real life than Reservoir Dogs does, even though this takes place further in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels so much more present. Um, yes, so because of like the issue that they're debating about, like the 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 place that Black Excellence Black Excellence has in um, uh, society, and 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 the role that people of color play, and like and how these these. Uh, huge figures of that time um and this is all it's this is all based on a true story not all of it didn't necessarily happen um because it's it's fictionalized but yep um just see again it's the different perspectives um and and how each of these each of these these men had roles in the culture um but each of them took on those roles in different ways and they debate about Yes. How those roles affect them, how they're supposed to affect others, um, what they have to like, and I found all that stuff fascinating.
0: Absolutely, um, it. Let's kind of summarize a little bit more of what actually is taking place in the story here. Yeah. so we
1: always seem to do that out of order, don't we?
0: <laughs> uh, sometimes it all depends. You know, fir- first episode of the new season, new time. You know, it's gonna happen, but uh, yeah, it. It kind of starts out with the a boxing match of Cassius Clay in um, in Wimbledon, London, I think, or or was it Wembley? Or I'm trying to remember. It was somewhere in he's 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 like just outside of London, and it's a big boxing match there. And then it cuts to um, Sam Cooke performing uh, at the Copa Cabana, and then it goes does it go right then to um malcolm x I'm trying to oh no then then it's uh then it's brown, yeah, at, then it's at, the, brown at the ho-
1: yeah that's at a plantation alone, kind of house yeah that thing. scene alone isn't in, just incredible like it's
0: yeah uh c- that one w- was just interesting so it's showing how all these people are dealing with um certain aspects of of i don't know if i want to say racism entirely but like
1: yeah I mean some of them are, some, like the scene with 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 Jim Brown is more specifically uh yeah white racism mm-hmm. than the than than the others I think and that one's a sure. big
0: kind of a big fake out because at first you think it's it's an exception to that rule and then all of a sudden no it it turns on on a dime and yeah. becomes probably the most overtly racist thing to really happen in the film yeah uh, until maybe the very end um so it it is interesting uh, how, how they do all this and then it goes to Malcolm with his family and dealing with things within the uh, uh, nation of Islam how they have it with yeah. that and uh, but you find out that all these guys are going to be coming together um, for the the Muhammad or I'm sorry the cassius clay versus uh, oh who was it oh, I'm trying to remember a, a big you know fight for the world championship. Yeah, in boxing and then they're essentially like after the party just or after the fight are just in this hotel room supposed to having or supposed to be having a party and it turns out it's just kind of like this small get-together out of all of them and then it just becomes yeah. these kind of existential debates
1: and it's Actually, I I take it back what I said about about the one with Sam cook being the only explicitly about white racism because Sam cook or because Sam cook sorry Jim Brown because Sam Cook also Deals mm-hmm. with that at the at the Copacabana, and he, that's his whole like his whole thing is like he wants to play at the Copacabana and sing there, and then the white people are like nah, and it's like crushes him.
0: Yeah, and he he kind of just you know really dies on stage there, and it just yeah. wasn't a good uh, good time for him. Um, yeah, and it, it it just it gets so much deeper. I can't like summarize everything. Char-
1: the, the four characters are some of the four like you. There's almost no movie that has four total like. Literally four perfectly drawn characters mm-hmm. that have four perfect performances that have this much depth to them and and nuance, um and like they they're just perfectly fleshed out and accomplish exactly what they need to for the story. Um, like it just doesn't often happen this way where it was like a lot of times you're gonna have maybe one good performance or one great great performance surrounded by several good performances and, and one great character that really has uh that you're gonna study this in depth, but really and they balance the characters really well. Um and give them equal screen time and like have their and and, set, and like one moment you're like oh I totally agree with what Malcolm X is saying about this issue and then and then Sam Cook will come back and be like well have you considered this and then you're like okay and now I kind of agree with what Sam Cook is saying yeah like, and it's just like they really weigh um the characters perspectives really well yep it's a
0: it's a touch of great war writing I think it's a tug of war uh for and it that makes whole, the movie like, feel hour. more plot based yeah.
1: than it is really because it becomes a, it, it, the movie really is a a debate in a lot of ways yep. um, but because there's that tug and that tug of war that 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 back and forth that that tug and pull um, that allows the movie kind of have feel like it has a, a progression a plot based progression more so than it that it probably in, in reality does if you're following kind of the progression of how that yes that debate goes
0: yeah it it, it was just just wonderful to watch and and it the way that they wrote this debate between these characters just draws you in so much and 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 everybody's argument holds water and yeah exactly and that's what's so cool about it and so entertaining another
1: thing is is that they're friends like they're they're all they're not they're debating but there's like there's a very palpable love between them too as they're as they're debating these things like uh, like uh like you can tell they're all really they all want this it's hard to say this but like they they all want the sa- same thing at the end like they all are looking for uh to, tr- to striving for to make people of color have the best like role in societies they can they're just mm-hmm. all kind of like trying to figure out how that role and that's and that's difficult for them because they it, have such a prominent role in society to, um, to
0: collectively improve the lives sure, of, yes. of the african-american yes. community at a time when they were definitely yes exactly definitely the subject of a lot of of struggles and 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 actions against them that were just horrific. Um
1: Let's uh let's get into scores? The,
0: Yeah, let's get into the scores here. Um what's our first category Gideon?
1: Uh first impression.
0: First impression I was blown away by this movie. I thought it was fantastic. I at first it started kind of slow and I was like, "Okay, where is this going?" But once they settled into the into the hotel room and it really started moving with the debates, I, I just couldn't look away. Yeah. I I would say my first impression of this, probably an 8 out of 10, but it was... I I think it's better as, as we go on with these scores, but for first impression, 8 out of 10 was a very good movie. I would definitely watch it again. Don't know if I would own this movie on DVD or something, but it... Uh, I mean,
1: it's on streaming, so probably not. I mean, unless it gets a Criterion release.
0: Well, I'm sure I'm sure somebody's going to make a DVD version of it. But, yeah, I, I think... I think it definitely is an eight out of ten for me.
1: What about you? Um I okay, so my my first impression for these two and my final score, I think are gonna be completely swapped. Cause I like I feel like I initially kind of judged do something like a little bit higher, and one night in Miami a little bit lower, and but now I think I'm kinda like the other way around with them. I think I I right now I like one night in Miami more, I think. Mm-hmm. Um my first impression for this was about a seven out of ten. Um right now I'm at about an eight out of ten. Uh, so I'm going to go with seven for my first impression score.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I think it's worth watching. If anybody listening to this like is is thinking, uh, you know, uh, there's nothing on streaming or something, if you have Amazon, check it out. Give it a watch. It is it is a fantastic film, and I think it's definitely worthy of a recommendation. Um, what is our second category,
1: Gideon? Uh, second category is story.
0: Oh man, now this is going to be a little tougher.
1: I think the story
0: is probably a nine. I think it it starts again. It starts a little little slow, but eventually everything kind of falls into place very very well, very methodically, and and it it just fits together perfectly, like a you know uh works like a well oiled machine. Yeah. It,
1: I I kind of disagree that it starts out slow cuz I I was I was fascinated from the beginning. Like all those cuz you got the you basically the four different portraits of, of each of our characters and I think that stuff alone is just really interesting cuz we're getting to know these characters who are so uh and when you've got characters this this great it really is just fascinating to watch them. Um but I think that stuff is also like s- story relevant as well because like if you don't have those those introductions I don't think the the debates once they get to the hotel, I don't think that works as well if you don't have an establishment for who they are outside of that context. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um it just I thought that was great. I think that was a great way to set the movie, but if, I can I, see I how, think
0: it is pacing. Yeah. But it's not necessarily their intros. There is a weird amount of time where they're at the hotel where the debate hasn't really started yet. Oh. And that's where it lags. And Whether once kind of hanging
1: out. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's kind of interesting and important too, because that's kind of like them, like that's the intro to what's gonna like because it's like it's the it's cause the, I think the conflict is there, it's present. It just hasn't like reared its head yet at that point. So like they're kind of because I think that's also important because that's you're establishing them first as individuals, second as a group, and then mm-hmm. third as a group that's gonna kind of the group is In a eval- battle of ideology. Go, yes. So, yep. like, I think that establishing them as a group that is friends is very important for what's to follow. Like, you don't get what, hap- what happens after without them first kind of meshing and just hanging out. And I don't yep. think that takes – I think that's, like, what, two to five minutes maybe of the film. I would – I might be wrong. I don't know. I
0: feel like there was more time dedicated to that. I felt like you were about halfway through this film before it really started kicking into high gear.
1: Yeah, see, I would say – I would say from my memory – that the debate happened the start of like the 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 conflict breaking out is the break into the second act which would mean that that would be about like 25 percent into the film ish which is like i
0: swear it was like about 50 minutes minutes. i i swear it was about 50 but i might be wrong uh i would need to rewatch it and I, i could tell you exactly the time but i think once it gets to that point it's it's just it keeps you in there and and you just can't look away it's fantastic uh, for so for story, I would actually again give it an eight, um, just because at the be- I, I think there was time that they wasted a, a little bit, and and it was just a matter of pacing. But uh, once it gets going, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I, jeez, this could go between an eight or a nine for me, because um, again, it's it really is just solid. I think I'm going to go with an eight simply because, it is, like I said, it's weird because, like I said, it's it's not plot-oriented, but it makes you feel like it's plot-oriented. But at the same time, I feel like at its core, it really isn't plot-oriented. Mm. <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of like that thing where it's like uh, it does its job perfectly well. Um, but at the end of the day, there. yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with an eight.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I, I feel like we're kind of, for the most part, on the same page about this film. Yeah. Next category, Gideon? Acting. Oh, man. I I'd give it 10 out of 10. Yeah,
1: it has to be. Like I
0: there wasn't a bad there wasn't a bad acting performance whether whether it was the main characters or any side character. I felt everybody nailed it.
1: Yeah, I mean and there are side characters, but they're not really um I
0: I know they're not present. super prevalent, but, but but
1: what I mean is that like the 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 four leads really do take up Mm-hmm. the space because they have to because they're that big but then like the like they, they're balancing them so well yes Um,
0: and i mean everybody one i also gotta say the actors look so good yeah as these characters i mean yeah. the dude who's playing malcolm x i'm trying to think like he, he yeah, looks spot on uh,
1: kingsley benadir
0: and yeah he looks great uh the dude playing muhammad ali is fantastic um uh,
1: eli Gorey.
0: yep and it's just it's it's just great. Yeah. I, I w- all this
1: Hodge played Jim Brown from. I remember him from Invisible Man.
0: See, um, I was like, I know that actor from somewhere, but I couldn't put. Have my, you
1: seen Invisible Man yet? No, I haven't. Dude, you got to! It's amazing. It's great.
0: Is it better than uh, oh, what was the Kevin Bacon one where it was like that? Uh, Hollow Man was it better than Hollow Man? That. Oh, I've not seen that. If we're, but Invisible it,
1: it, Man was a jam. Like I, it was just it, so much fun. It, like just it, j- great <laughs> genre pick
0: if right we do there, invisible yeah. man we got to do hollow man with it that's that's my uh ultimatum there uh
1: okay. i've never heard of it um but Aldis <laughs> hodges is great in that and then leslie odom jr from hamilton playing uh sam cook and gets to show off his hamilton pipes
0: i was gonna ask um, you is that really him singing or did they get it's somebody gotta be. i mean like that's he's incredible in
1: hamilton like he's on broadway
0: man yeah well it it shows he's got he's got an incredible singing voice and, again, it's very believable.
1: Yeah, and, it like, he, it you just feel it, too. Like, it's not that oh, yeah. he just sounds great. It's that, like, you feel the emotion happening in that moment, too. Yep. Um, his, like, not, I'm, and I'm not talking about the opening. I'm talking about the scene. I mean, that's part of it. But I'm, I'm primarily referring to, yeah, the scene where they're, like, they're clapping in the club and stuff like that when he makes everyone go silent and then, like, his mic stops working. Like, oh, that would, scene is incredible. I was and that's talking about ending, when again, he's another, on the talk show and he ends oh, it with that. Like, yeah, that's that scene, too, yeah. But yeah,
0: that was great. So I yeah, I'd give it a ten out of ten to that thing. You as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's like you just like I said, you just don't get movies like this where you've got four characters that have four knockout performances, all of which could win Academy Awards, and you wouldn't argue with it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Like compare, I compared this to like, um, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, which came out around the same time as that or maybe a, like a little bit earlier um a few months got, ago i feel yeah, yeah chadwick boseman who's gonna win the oscar for that um and viola davis and those two are both like great performances um i feel like the, i just liked one Night miami overall better mm. um i think uh, ma Rainey's also based on a play um the surrounding performances are fine like i feel like i feel like one night miami is just tighter and the performances also are tighter yeah. um not chadwick boseman is giving an incredible performance in that movie don't get me wrong but here, I feel like you just got four. All so solid. Like, all, all, all that are as good as each other, too. Yes. Like, you can't pick one that's better than the others because they're all that great. Whereas in my Rainey's, it's like Chadwick, Tiger Boseman is obviously better than everybody else there, even though everyone... Like, they're still all great performances. Okay. Not to... Yeah. So um, then,
0: next category? Yeah,
1: next category is look and feel. <laughs> this
0: one, I felt like kind of tried to to sway my score because of that beautiful Ferrari that Sam (laughs) Cooke's driving. Oh, my God. Uh, I think that's a 250 um, GT, but I I might be wrong. Um, God, it's so good looking. (laughs) Everything, I mean, the cars are great. The sets are good and believable. They never push it so far where if it, I mean, because you're doing a period piece, obviously, of of the mid-1960s. So if you really try to make outside sets a focus, it, it will really show whether you're doing it right or not. And this one just is so, so focused in just this one room that it, I mean, it works, it works fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the look and feel, I would say. And the music was good and the, and, and costuming was good. I I think I would probably give it a nine. I, I mean, again, it's like that car probably bumps it up <laughs> from an eight to a nine. So
1: pulls it up from a seven to a nine. <laughs>
0: dude you gotta like with uh with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood man just movies like that where you can look in the background you just see these beautiful sports cars that just you don't see outside of a car show or like you know uh, the the big auctions or whatever it's
1: just it's just great this movie doesn't have like the dollies of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood though
0: yeah yeah I would have liked to see them driving it more but I think because of what kind of car that is and how much it would actually cost to get one of the, get your hands on one of those. Um, cause that's, that's, that's like
1: a seriously though. Like if half, half the movies in Hollywood, if half the movies in Hollywood used dollies half as well, that Quentin Tarantino does (laughs) the (laughs) movies would be so much better Mm -hmm. because Quentin Tarantino knows how to use a dolly man. Oh yeah. Uh, like every single time, you know that, that just that one where they drive off and once that one road, Yep. With the one sign that they um, they come off. See, I don't know the specifics, but like when 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 uh, off the hills. Yeah, when yep. Margot Robbie's driving driving the thing with Roman Polanski, and they come down, and the, the the camera dollies up right to get right up to the the road. Like it's a, like Perfect. man, it's so amazing. I love it so much. This is great. Um, it's, yeah, but like this movie doesn't have that kind of stuff. It doesn't have. Or, I mean, like it's it it does do interesting stuff visually compared to other stage play movies, but it, it's not reaching the same level of like filmmaking excellence that quentin tarantino or like paul thomas anderson are doing those are kind of like the two names that i always go to in terms of like like just mind-blowing cinematic stuff um like it's it's competent movie making here compared to like stage plays where normally just like put a camera on a tripod and film it which is like that's just like they they do the best they can but like here it seems like they're doing a little bit better than that but then the 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 natural confines of filming a stage play like it's almost impossible to break out of um, but I think this is, this is, again, I felt like I was watching a real movie watching mm-hmm. this, which is a plus on its own. I think I'm going to go with a seven for this. Cause again, like you, like you, said the, the, the costuming and, and the set design is all period accurate, whatever.
0: They, um, they do what they should do. There was no mess ups, but they didn't explore the world enough for it to really show. Right.
1: It's very competent.
0: Yes. Um, um but I still give it a nine that, I mean, it, I would have probably said an eight, but that car just got me to a nine. <laughs> yeah and that cadillac that uh Jim Brown uh drives up to the house in Georgia in was pretty sweet too. Uh but all right, final category
1: here. Final category is effect.
0: This one I felt had a much better effect on on me as I was watching this than um than our other flick here Judas and the Black Messiah. Like that one just was I mean, a kind of a downer and I'll get into it a little more. This one
1: yeah, this one is definitely has a much more pause. Like it's 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 not it's not on uh, un- on optimistic or saccharine no. or anything, because um, it does have have the the sadness that just kind of exists as as being set in this period because so many sad things were happening then and mm-hmm. horrific things. Um, but it does have a, a optimistic outlook because of the outlooks that its protagonists have um, compared to Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't and- think that necessarily is, a, is something bad. Um, For either. It's just they're doing different things.
0: Yes, they are doing very different things. But I, I, one, I would just like this movie as a whole better. And after watching it, I was just very pleased with this. Judas and the Black Messiah was like, all right, you know, it was okay. Liked it more than, you know, an average Spike Lee movie maybe or something like that. But it was like, uh, I don't know, it was middling, I guess. So this one was was solid there. Again, I would probably give it a seven for effect. I, I would say this one was it was it was a good movie, and I'm very happy about it.
1: I think I'm gonna go eight for my effect. Um, I think this is just really, like we've said several times, just engaging throughout, um, and that's a that's always a plus. Because um, like, especially when it's a stage play, and a lot of time you're gonna have like visually uninteresting things happening, and like it's gonna be the words that are gonna keep you engaged. But here it's both the words and the camera that are keep you engaged for a lot of the time. Um, and again, the characters. Uh, as far as effect goes um the the emotions of the characters also um being apathetic um it's you know in some ways movies up is well uh, i was gonna say it's a plea for empathy but that sounded too corny to me
0: <laughs> yeah and i i don't think it's that i would describe it exactly that way but yeah i see where you're coming from
1: um it's not what i'm trying to say and it's also kind of corny so that's why i wasn't going to say it but like you see what i'm trying to say like Mm -hmm. kind of like um like you empathize with the characters yeah whatever it's an eight for me okay
0: well when we come back we'll be uh giving you the scores for that and then begin our review of judas and the black messiah so stick around and we're back here on 90.3 wrst fm oshkosh this is Script to Screen, and Gideon and I are about to review Judas and the Black Messiah.
1: Gideon. But first. Yes. Scores for One Night in Miami. Yes. What uh, what do we got? Um, final score for One Night in Miami, we've gotten 82 out of 100, Very uh, so- which puts us, relative to our previous films, um, same score as Fellowship of the Ring, a little bit below Hateful Eight, and a little bit above Bad Education. Uh, so that's a very solid score, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, eighty-two is pretty good for us. Given it's that a, it's like, in I, good
1: company, regardless of yeah, how much a, better fellowship is than one night in
0: Miami. Uh, mm, agree to disagree there, but <laughs> but it 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 uh is that's an eighty-two is pretty darn good for our scores. Um, all right, awesome. Well then, Judas and the Black Messiah here. Uh. What to say I'm about gonna this... I'm just going to throw a guess out
1: here. This is not going to score as high.
0: No, I don't think... Well, no. Considering
1: I, both of us didn't like it as much. Yeah. This
0: one is interesting. It's about a man who is pretty much strong-armed by the FBI. After Start out with the
1: summary this time. I like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he is strong-armed by the FBI after they kind of bust him for impersonating an officer and trying to steal a car. Uh, another beautiful car there, that GTO convertible. <laughs> but, uh... So he's looking at, like, seven years, essentially, in prison, or, uh, or like that, yeah. he has the choice to pretty much go home and uh, work for the FBI as a double agent kind of undercover in the Black Panther movement to essentially infiltrate it and give the FBI information on their leaders and plans and things like that so that they have an upper upper hand on them. And, uh That's-
1: Upper hand is one way of saying.
0: It. Yeah. It it's well, I mean, that kind of stuff really happened though. Yeah, that's what's man, crazy. It's, it's not o- funny. Hoover uh Hoover did not did not like that movement whatsoever. And they, they are not afraid to show it in this film.
1: Yeah, it's kind of messed up actually, what happens in this movie. Like I like I that's part of the thing that this movie that kinda of struck me the most is like there's no way this all actually, like it's just crazy the amount of vile stuff that happens. Um, in this, this movie, I,
0: w- yeah, I, and I get that they're trying to, to push this message and to explain, uh, just how awful it was. But at times I think my main issue is it just seemed a little over the top. You know? I wouldn't
1: say it was over the top. I was just surprised that all of it was based on true, true, true story. Cause like, it's just all, it feels like.
0: I'm just saying how they regard some of the, you know, like just that, every single cop is just like these awful human being here. Every FBI agent ends up being this awful human being. You know, like they they really are very and very just you know black and white with this. Both in yeah, uh,
1: see, I would think I don't think this is necessarily black and white. I feel like it's it's because like you've got the
0: the only guy who who seems to toe the line is the FBI agent that's handling the operate the yeah, undercover operation but even by the end of
1: it but he- he's he he's a different t- like it's he's a different type of he's rat a, in a way like he, or like he's he's very much he's just going
0: along with the awful yeah yes yeah he's going along um, with the like awful things that the FBI is doing and isn't really making active moves to better the bureau or right anyone well, I think him. that's
1: I think all, what it's doing there is just trying to say like or show how all of us all of our everyone's actions are going to affect other people in certain ways whether you think you are or not so like even even passivity even if you think that is is uh, a better op a better option or a better or you doing the right thing like here's how that is actually probably not the best course of action and yeah. how it's negatively impacting people in a broad sense not necessarily a story sense that's more thematic. It's like in the, inside the context of the movie he's a, he's playing a little bit of a different role. Like he, it's a different you talk about it in different terms. Yeah. Like he's he's much more of like a he's he's basically playing the role that that uh Martin Sh- wait, Mar- Martin Sheen's in this movie. Yeah. It, was Martin Sheen also in The Departed? I don't know. I've never seen the full Departed. Okay, so like The Departed basically is is a very similar story to this, but I think but in that movie is it Martin Sheen?
0: Except in that one...
1: Yeah, in that it, movie, Martin Sheen is playing basically the role that Jesse Plemons is playing in this movie, where he's kind of like basically um, the one who's assigned to Leonardo DiCaprio who's infiltrating the mob and mm-hmm. is saying, okay, here's what you have to do, and if you don't do this, we're going to basically pretend like you never existed and, allow you, and just let you die because we don't care. Yeah. Um, so he's also playing kind of a... But he's probably even more sympathetic than... So that's actually kind of funny that he's playing... <laughs> Yeah, who's the character. who's the F- so he's playing J he's playing J or Hoover in in this movie Judas and the Black Messiah.
0: Who's uh, uh tell me again the actor who's playing the um FBI agent
1: in in Judas and the Black Messiah? Uh, Jesse Plemons. So he's he was in Game Night. Yep. Um, I, he was in uh that one Black Mirror episode with the Star Trek kind of stuff.
0: Yep. I um, I call him uh he's in British
1: uh, bad. I call him chubby, the,
0: chubby Matt Damon. Uh, <laughs> I've heard
1: that said about him before. Um, I mean,
0: he does. I mean, I want to see a movie where he's like Matt Damon's like brother or something. Cause they do, they have like these very similar faces. It's just like, I
1: don't yeah, know. I think he's a really he's surprisingly th- good act like in, in everything he's in, like in the, he's in the Irishman too. See, that's all oh, that's hilarious. Cause like this, because Judas and the Black Messiah also has some, some Irishman vibes to it. It's what I said. Um, because it's got like the I don't want you don't want to spoil anything but uh the yeah. way that the Irishman deals with like uh grief and guilt is mm-hmm. is somewhat similar to the way that this movie deals with that um and so it's like I feel like the departed and the Irishman are two uh interesting comp, comp- comparisons
0: just just a quick aside Jason that films, but... we totally skipped over uh with our last review they have the dude from uh sopranos in uh, who's He was, he was, oh, you haven't, they have a guy from like one of the main characters from Sopranos is Muhammad Ali's like main coach Oh, uh, in that last one, but sorry, uh, bad to this though. But yeah, so Oh, Jesse
1: Plemons also was in the master of the master, also an amazing movie, Paul Thomas Anderson.
0: I don't know if I've ever seen it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it pretty much just goes over the struggles of, of this, this guy who is, uh, undercover with the black panther movement and you're following him and the this leader of this particular group of it um and and that's really interesting because this guy's a real real person and they go over like how bad it was in chicago at this time and and it's it's just it's a very i I mean i don't want to get into too much of what all happens with the plot of this because i think it is worth learning about because yeah because uh, I'm trying to remember here, because it was uh, a few days ago I watched this. What was the the uh, character's name? The main uh, the head of the Black Panther movement? In- Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. Yeah. So I had never heard of him before. I you know that's
1: but from the way that this movie yeah I had heard his name I'm pretty sure but I had never knew like his story or anything.
0: Yeah, because they, I mean they they haven't ever taught anything about him and you know it's just like he's not necessarily a mainstream uh figure I guess for for most people when they learn about this like and and it was interesting to learn his story and just how you know young he was when all this happens and just what was all accomplished around him and
1: 21 years old when this happens yeah and Daniel Kaluuya is like not that young (laughs) I'm 21 years old
0: yeah but you know (laughs) I'll I'll let it slide. I'm yeah, not too bothered by it. No,
1: no, it's not, it's not necessarily bothering. Um, but it just kind of, when you do hear, when they, I think they throw a title card up at the end that says he's 21 years old and it's just kind of like, yeah. that kind of hits you.
0: It is, it is, it is shocking. But, uh,
1: but I mean, performances here, Daniel Kaluuya and like Stanfield, like legit two of the greatest actors of our generation, man. Like, I don't know how... Like, I feel like these are on a different... Like, I feel like *Woman Night in Miami, the performances are, like, all perfect for their characters. Whereas here, there's something about Dan Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield together in a scene where it's just, like... It's just, like, next-level magic for me. Um, Again, I'm probably gonna end up with a similar score. I mean, I gave one... I think I gave One Night Miami to 10 for acting. But um, there's something those two the the surrounding performances aren't as great but like those two are I mean that's not necessarily true um but like Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield are just mind-blowingly great in this movie I feel like um like they're they're great plus more they're great plus like lightning in the bottle magic I feel like I don't know how Mm. they do it got it
0: yeah I, I I think the acting was all right in this I wasn't as impressed as I was with one night in Miami um But I still think it was very good acting, and again, most characters are very believable in this. Um, I think where it falls short in that regard is just some of the background characters, some of the people with speaking lines that just don't really sell it entirely, Uh, but overall still pretty good. Nothing that really takes you out of the film entirely. Uh, Yeah, I I just don't have as much to say about this film as One Night in Miami, Yeah, but... I, I still think overall it was it was very it's very educational and it just goes into all these um all these really interesting aspects of of this history of Chicago and of these people that you just do not know about before going into this yeah. unless you really focus or like unless this is like where you've educated yourself thoroughly on as the creators of this film did um
1: yeah I I um it doesn't have com- I compared this to The Irishman and The Departed um and this movie doesn't have the same type of energy that a scorsese movie has Mm -hmm. like it doesn't have the needle drops i mean it has it has needle drops in it but it's not the same type of like one that scorsese does and you're just like man like no one does it like him um i mean like people do like tarantino but it's like those two are i mean that's what i think of when i think of needle drops i think of scorsese and i think of tarantino um like this movie just doesn't have that. Um, that one piece of score though is is pretty great. Um, I think they called it the 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 tear drops or something like that. The, tier, the tier, tear the tear tear the tear that I don't know whatever. It, but it's like a it's like a saxophone where it goes doo dee, doo uh, yeah, doo. Oh yeah, it's like I know. yeah, and that and that because like it's yeah, that's pretty perfect. But uh, it doesn't have that, or it also doesn't have like kind of like one night Miami. It doesn't have the. The huge directorial flourishes um, that Scorsese is going to bring to the table, um, but it does have like those performances and the moments, and 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 the director uh, Shaka King um, highlights all of those with a uh, with a real dexterity that's that's needed for this type of story. Um, uh, there's there's a lot of moments in this where he has this thing where he focuses on on one thing. With the camera, while other things are happening in the background, um, and I this is a motif that happens throughout, like like at the at the there's a I, think, I don't know if it's like a raid or something or something's or oh I think it might be a fight between a couple of members of the Black Panther party, and then in the background, um, the what's her name Deborah Johnson I think um, she's like puking into the and it's like oh this is like an additional added thing to the chaos or like. Um, there's a couple other moments like that. And then there's one at the end that I don't want to spoil. That's just kind of like the, yeah. I think that's the cap on that motif throughout, um, which I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, with that same character at the end. Yeah, um, And I think that's kind of like the 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 period on what he's doing there and kind of like shows why that motif has been throughout the movie, which I thought that was kind of, that's probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, that's got to be intentional. I, maybe I'm just noticing things that aren't there. Um, but yeah. Um, Do you
0: feel like you want to get into the uh, stores here?
1: Yeah. Let's do it.
0: All right. First category, Gideon, what do you got? Uh,
1: First impression.
0: Not as good as One Night in Miami. <laughs> That's my first impression. I, and I watched this one first. So at the, at the time, I was thinking, okay, I, I like that a little more than Spike Lee's films. But, I mean, though Spike Lee has some that I think were definitely leaps and bounds better than
1: this. Yeah, um, I, haven't seen a, I haven't seen a whole ton from Spike Lee's filmography. Um. But I do think he's just a, or at least a more, definitely a more developed filmmaker than Shaka King is because he's only had I think two features so far, uh, Shaka King. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see where he goes. But I feel like Spike Lee definitely is has a better, uh, a, a tourish, uh, yeah. sensibility at, at at whatever point in his career. Yeah,
0: and I think that this film was was all right. I was like leaving the theater thinking it was all right I was like midway through I'm thinking okay this film's okay you know so i I, I mean it really was like middle of the road with me sure so I'd have to say a five here for my score
1: um I think I give this an eight initially I think I'm down to a seven at this point um so I really did like this movie it's it's great to see a movie like this on the big screen um the sound system where I saw this was garbage which was really disappointing. I feel like honestly a better sound system would have improved the experience greatly um like it's, it's the type of it's the type of, of poor theater experience where they're playing the sound and you're sitting there in your seat and you live to, like lean forward in your seat because you're not sure what they're hearing like there's no excuse for that mm-hmm. um.
0: You shouldn't need to have subtitles for a movie you're seeing in theaters. Yeah.
1: People point to Tenant and say that the sound music was too loud. It's like, no, it's not. There's no such thing well, as too loud in the theaters.
0: I watched a thing <laughs> that was saying that part of that was intentional. Like, Well, there's some moments that. where they
1: where they fade down the dialogue in Tenet. Um, literally fade the dialogue down. Like that point at the beginning when they're in the Freeport. Um, and the and the, and, the, and the sound literally starts and it's the, the one guy that's yeah, not in, when in he's character, sh- he's telling him the character what happening security. with the, what the security is yeah. and like they literally fade his dialogue down and then fade the music up and but, you're just vibing with the score and it's amazing but that's not what was happening in this film and I love that and it's awesome um, that's an example where it's like no you're wrong you're stupid if you think that the score <laughs> is mixed poorly in Tenet if there's a point in Tenet where you're like trying to lean where they're, they're literally just playing the dialogue straight and the, and you think the score is too loud like I can understand that but where it's an odd obviously intentional choice where that where the dialogue obviously doesn't matter um then get over yourself
0: yeah but this one was not super intentional this one was an issue (laughs) if it's
1: about tenant, i'll get more confrontational than i ever (laughs) will ever because i don't care you love that i don't like you just kidding see you talk about tenant and you're gonna get me confrontational it's just the way it goes
0: oh man i did not realize that this is like if you have me talking about the sequels of star wars man but <laughs> we found we found your, your trigger movie.
1: <laughs> Dude, I love it too much at this point. It's unhealthy.
0: But, yeah. But uh hey, I, I will give it credit. Best opening to any film I've ever seen. Best one.
1: Uh, I wouldn't even say that, but I, sure. I think
0: so. That that I think that that is. It's amazing. Star- I wouldn't say it's three, the greatest but, ever, but oh man, I love that. I love that whole it's scene. It's a vibe but, for
1: sure. It's it's up there. So what would but what would
0: your store for this for statory for uh for- oh,
1: first impression. I'm in an eight. Yeah,
0: so that's what I
1: gave it. I agree with you. I changed my mind on something, and I changed my mind uh, about our first impression category. It should be what you first gave it, not what you're giving it before. We do the scores. Yeah, yeah. Because if it was what we're giving it before, I gave the scores it would be a seven. But if it's what I first gave it when I walked to the theater, it's an eight. Yeah. So eight.
0: That's. I mean, that it is. It's like if it you makes can more remember, sense. Yeah, yeah. Then our
1: second category, uh, story.
0: Ooh, I think parts of it are very well written and parts of it are very poorly written. I think that
1: the See, way that's that they... Interesting. I think it's kind of the same throughout. I don't where's say explain I, yourself.
0: It's certain factors. It it has a certain yeah. quality throughout that is maintained, but it's how they wrote certain them, like how they made certain thematical choices with how characters act and things like that. Like I said, I think sometimes it just Can you say seems specifically uh, without spoiling or no. The re, the it almost to the insane degree of how racist they make every cop and every i like i don't th- the every every sing- i mean they really yeah, make like every the single aren't really the,
1: like, i mean it's it's more I, to me the the cops are there right and they're and they're an important part of the uh, part of the equation i, I, but get I that. feel like the more important part of this specific story is is O'Neill and the way that he kind of like chooses to to react, and that's why it's called Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, I I understand
0: um, I understand that, but I'm just saying the way that they chose to write every single cop horrifically like this, like that's just the worst people ever. Just I mean, and on such a consistent basis, I'm like, I get that this is this is Chicago in 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 the I, I mean, 60s, I the and I know, the I know that, that I know that they Chicago were very the a very racist and uh you know very badly organized group at the time in, in regards to, to how they were handling this uh, issue of race. but I mean, you tell me not a single one had any shred of, of humanity where they just were, you know, oh you know, that they they weren't at all racist like not one of them. It just seemed uh, ridiculous to me, and and then to pretty much insinuate too that the FBI is at the same level. And although the in this case, I mean, the FBI was obviously actively making moves uh, against the Black Panther movement uh, that yeah. were to shut it down. But that I feel like again, that's more on Hoover and him ordering everybody below him to make those moves than it is necessarily the 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 lower level people. But
1: it just, I mean, it just seemed. I mean, it's kind of to me. It's kind of is a, a thematic stroke in a certain extent because, like, you've got, um, if you did, I mean, maybe it's 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 a story for one, and you kind of, I don't want to say that you have to paint people with broad strokes, broad strokes, because that's not that's not a, uh, necessarily a great way to t- story tell but they first of all, they do introduce Jimmy, Jesse Plemons, who is kind of our our shades of gray character to a certain extent. Um, but then also you've got uh, O'Neill, who himself is kind of like the, the character who is stuck between two worlds um, and kind of has to decide. So his, the pressure that's put on him as far as to act not in interest of the police. Um, and we're kind of seeing it through his eyes. So he kind of is a, a quote-unquote cop. Even though he's not a, he's like not formally trained. He's literally has no re, like this. I don't even know if that's even legal. Can you can you do that? Can you put somebody undercover who's like not a, an actual cop? Is that that doesn't seem? That seems, I think so. That, that I mean, this seems kind of.
0: Or they might be. I'm I mean, not a. i am not can. I really. I or they might have be no idea. Deputizing them slightly with yeah. some paperwork. I don't that,
1: know, but they're very. Regardless, they're very obviously taking advantage of him.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean they and they still hold hold his like crimes over his head even though he's been, you know, doing yeah. this work for them My for a long is, long time. My point is regardless
1: of whether or not there were good cops mm-hmm. in this system, um there they those cops would be acting story story-wise similarly to O'Neill in that they or in that they're being yeah. passive and not standing up against all the other terrible cops that are around them. I know. Um,
0: It just, I felt like even O'Neill gets to a certain point where he becomes one of those bad cops. And then it's just like, then, then there's literally no one. And it just seems like it, it's not that cut and dry to me. That was my only issue. So story, I mean, but besides that, I think again, story-wise it wasn't terrible. Uh, I think I would give this again, a five out of 10. It's very, we're in story. Um,
1: You're at five. I will give this a an eight. I think I think the story is just solid here. Hmm. Um, All right. What did I give? What did I give the one night Miami? Because if I gave that a seven, I'm going to take it back. What one night Miami is definitely higher than this, regardless of one (laughs) night Miami. I gave an eight. Okay, so I'm you know
0: you could move this this one down a little now that you have some perspective. In comparison, maybe. No, I'm just
1: saying I didn't want to put it higher. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it being the same.
0: <laughs> so, so okay, the, with the adjustment now, One Night Miami, 83, right? You moved it up one point
1: in no, the no, story no. I, no, I'm making them both the same. They're both, I had My Night Miami at, eight, at an eight. I was making sure that I didn't have it as a seven. Oh, okay.
0: Yes. Got it. Okay. So it still is an 82. And this one now, you're giving it this section, story, for Judas and the I eight
1: out of ten. Also an eight. Okay. Yeah. Like it Again, it doesn't fair. have the same type of like The Departed has a has is the same story. You, you're putting somebody in as a, as a rat. Um, but I but it also doesn't have the, this this film doesn't have the same like story turns at the Departed. Like the Departed has much more interesting like narc. Who's gonna get who? Who knows who's doing what? Um we got to get out of the like we got to pretend to be somebody i'm not all that kind of stuff that the way the departed kind of plays it out is much more interesting than the way that this movie does but that's not what this movie's trying to do um this movie's trying to be much more of a of a character study than that um but at the same time does have some of those elements to kind of help the plot move along all so right. it's not again it's not as like a yeah whatever let's move on yeah. uh next category is acting i already kind of talked about this a little bit this um, i would say oof 6 ah come on it's at least a 7 dude
0: i don't think so i think some of the background characters Okay, some of, Lakeith some of the,
1: stanfield's performance alone is like a 9 or 10
0: you i was admit. not as impressed with the acting in this hey, as okay, you were okay but like I'm everything he's
1: doing it's like the epitome of a great performance because he's not he's very much an internal character um i saw him described by some a critic as um someone who is Cool on the outside but screaming on the inside, which I think is a perfect encapsulation of what he's doing here um, in the fact that he has to kind of, like, be the 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 Black Panther and the kind of person who's kind of, like, chill to a certain extent with what's happening around him, but he is freaking out on the inside because he doesn't know what the heck he's going to do. He has no way to survive. Um, and that's all happening in his eyes and I think his performance here is just insane what he's able to accomplish and he's not able to see, he doesn't ever really say that I mean he has a couple times where he freaks out in front of the in front of the guy but like it is yeah I think it's insane what he's doing here
0: all right well I'm sorry man I'm still thinking I'm gonna say six just to be, um what 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 do you store this one
1: I'm gonna go with a nine. Um, I think I gave one my Miami a 10. I said this one had bread performances, but I, I again I think it's the fact that the I agree with you. Or Dominique Fishback is also really great as as Deborah Johnson. Um, but I think and Jesse Plemons I I, I is not the greatest performance he's ever given here. Um but I think overall the nine is is my is my score.
0: Okay. Next category, Gideon. Look and feel. Ooh. Uh Gosh, I don't. Uh, eight. I would give this an eight. Yeah. Um. Re- again, another period piece. W- well done. Nothing stands out. You know that would take you out of it. It's very solid. Again, it's more focused on the in- interiors of places. So it all depends on how well they do the buildings they're in, and um, cars are solid. So costuming's good. So again, I'd I'd give it an eight. Yeah.
1: Yeah. To me, this felt more like a moot a movie movie yeah and one i miami did that might be because um i watched it in a theater i don't know um but it does have that cinematic quality to it um shaka king has a very uh dialed in and calculated approach to a lot of scenes um almost fincher-esque to a certain extent um but he does have like he doesn't have the anger that that Spike Lee has to a certain to to some things but um he does br- bring more uh, it does feel very cinematic and uh, for I don't know and again that might be because i just watched in the theater um i'm going to go with an 8 for look and feel
0: okay and uh, then our final category final category is effect this one again i i was not Super thrilled with it. I felt I definitely was walking out of the theater like I learned something like, wow, I didn't know about this person. Uh, it doesn't leave you feeling really good, not as much of a downer in my opinion as like Whiplash was the first time I watched that. But uh, it was really watched that actually. You did, yeah. Uh, little brother, it's amazing. It's mm, it's good, it's not amazing, but wait. Wait, you think The Flash is good? Certain parts of it, absolutely. But I'm yes. but not it's Wait. not in its entirety. It, not when did in you its entirety. Huh? When
1: did you change your mind?
0: I, I'll I'll i t- I'll okay, have okay. a whole yeah, discussion okay, about gotcha, this later. I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Effect. I would also give this probably a six. Again, it's middling. I didn't feel really terrible coming out of this, but I didn't feel good coming out of this. Uh I was like, okay, you know, there was two hours and it wasn't wasted, but it wasn't, you know, I probably could have watched a better movie at the same time and uh just you know, But I did learn something, and I appreciate that. And I like watching historical films when I don't know the, the context of the subject yeah. matter. So that was that nice. That is always interesting. So, yeah, I'd give it a six.
1: Um, I'm going to give this an eight. Uh, I think this movie is just devastating, and it's intended to be devastating. Um, and I think, again, those performances lead, lead a lot to that. Um, yeah. Uh, so that gives us a final score of 71 out of 100. Which yep. puts it right that, below love exposure.
0: <laughs> I feel like that is a pretty. Uh, it's it's an a, it's an average score for us. I mean, usually it's, somewhere it's in the low seventies is bottom. about average. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a little bit below average. A little bit,
0: just you know, it's it's like the C. It's a C minus kind of <laughs> yeah. in in terms of our scores. But yeah, I. I I still think it's worth a watch. Just maybe you don't, I don't think you need to go see it in theaters, but I'd say rent it, you know.
1: Especially if your theater is as bad as the one in Oshkosh. <laughs> well, I went to then Appleton, wa- so yeah. that was how I saw it on HBO Max that. if you're going to watch it in Oshkosh. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, thank you for.